Hello, and thank you for listening to the Valley of the Black Dolls podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Benita. And this week we are talking with Black-owned women businesses. And we have with us Miss Karima from Baltimore, Maryland on the line. Miss Karima, are you there? I am. Hello. Hello, hello. Well, tell us a little bit about your company and what you're doing in the community. We've heard some fantastic things about you. Well, thank you, Bonnie. So basically, my business name is Endless Possibilities Group. And we actually started back in 2012. And we were looking at what did Baltimore need to become more successful in home ownership. We knew that the barriers was already one was credit, but then we also knew that the other barrier was them saving money, being able to have that down payment assistance. So we started working with um, mothers, we started working with even some of our elders to start developing more sound financial portfolios. And what happens is we work with them on a monthly basis. We help them look at their credit profile. And instead of saying credit score, we say credit profile because whatever happens in your profile is going to reflect on your score. So now we're giving them resources. We're actually holding them accountable to be able to say, I can make this goal happen. And since we've started, we have created many homeowners in Baltimore City. We've helped them with their credit. Even when they get into the home, we're still working with them because we want to make sure that they're staying on target with their budget. We want to make sure we're keeping them able to pay their bills, make those better decisions, and find resources that can help them other than dipping into their credit cards and find some grants. So we've been very successful ever since. Amazing. Amazing. So let me ask you a question. So if someone's trying to get their credit together, is that something that you guys can handle as a company? Yes, we can. We can help them get their credit together. We also help them with eviction prevention, which is one of our newest products that we actually been working um, to get them be able to stay in their home longer if they need a little bit more time to stay in their home until they find something else. We've actually just started that and we're actually excited about launching that program soon. Perfect. And you are you also available to help foreclose uh, homeowners as well? Yes, we also are working with them. We've been also working with homeowners to keep them in their home. Um, we've been doing that since 2012 as well. So we just have like... Um, different resources and services that we can offer the customer. Okay, now explain the difference between a FICO score and a credit score because I'm baffled about that. Okay, so a FICO score is usually the score that lenders use. So that's going to be a different metrics that they are actually using versus your usual um, um, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. So TransUnion, of course, they are the depositories that we use to get our scores, right? Mm -hmm. you, you hear a lot of people say your medium score. So your medium score we is some mathematics, nothing magical that we actually do, but we actually look at the higher and your lower score, and it actually gives us your medium score. The FICO score is driven by the lenders, and that's what they actually use to get you qualified. 
Okay, so with with today's market and what's going on in with the pandemic and uh, pandemic and COVID nineteen, what would you say would be the lowest, the absolute lowest score that a would be homeowner would need to qualify for a mortgage loan? So right now you have where so you have FHA. FHA um, actually gives you the lowest, which is a five eighty. But this is the question a person has to ask themselves: If you actually go ahead and start out with a five eighty, right? So that means you you have some blemishes on your credit record. That means that when you go to look at a lender and you actually get qualified for this loan, they are actually going to take you through more than they would if a person walked through the door with a 640, okay? So we always want to have people come in and try for a 640 versus a 580 because it's like now they're looking at you different. Your product is going to be totally different. Your mortgage may be higher than a person with a 640. So we always try to tell people try to go after the 640 and not try to get a loan at 580. Okay, and then we were told that you also have credit improvement uh, within the products that you provide uh, individuals. How would that work, and what would someone need to do if they were interested in trying to improve their credit with your company? So if someone was trying to improve, one, they would want to call us so that we can talk to them, and we can actually do a consultation. It's a 15-minute discovery call, we call it. And through this discovery call, we just want to make sure that we're a good fit and you're a good fit for us because we want to make sure that you're in the long haul for this program because we're not setting you up for – we wouldn't be doing you any justice if we don't sit down with you and try to set you up for success. We don't want to set you up for failure. So basically, you would call us. We would do a 15-minute discovery call. If you're interested, you'll sign up right then and there. And then we'll go ahead and get you started and set your more deep dive meeting so that we can go and look into your credit, so that we can go ahead and look into your budget, so we can look into your savings. Because through this program, it's not only about your credit. We also want to make sure that we can get you to save as well because you're going to need money in order to purchase a home. Good. Okay. So now do you have a way that we can communicate with you? You have a phone number, a website, or an email yes, address? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, one, our phone number is 443-797-4373. And then our website is Endless Possibilities Group.com. Great. Okay. Can you repeat both of those again? Yes, it is. The number is 443-797-4373. And our website is EndlessPossibilitiesGroup.com. Okay, now, Ms. Karima, tell me how you got into the field and give us a little bit of information on your background. Absolutely. So I've been in this field ever since, oh, wow, since I actually came out of college. Um, the first job that I had was at a nonprofit organization. It was inner city community development. And we were working in the Penn North area of Baltimore City. And um, it just became a passion of mine, one, to actually help people. But as I started working for other organizations and other companies, I went on and branched into um, paralegal services. Where, so I was working for a um, 
law office for 14 years. So that's where I get some of my other paralegal skills that I do as well. But then I got back into the nonprofit sector, which has been awesome for me because my passion is always to help people and make sure they achieve the goals that they are set out for. Because the one thing that I do believe in is setting goals and making sure that you actually arrive at your goals. So I've been doing this now for over 20 years, and I'm excited to continue on my journey to help people. Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing backstory. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, I have a question for you. I've talked to several people who said that they were told that if they got on someone else's credit card, that might help their credit score. Do you know anything about that, and how does that work? So what that is, is so if a person never had credit, mm-hmm. then yes, we do try to say, you know, that is one way of going on someone else's credit. You always want to make sure you let them know that it doesn't mean that they're going to get a credit card. But what it means is now you're going to go on to someone else's credit card and you'll be able to experience what they are doing. So you want to make sure when you're doing that, you are on someone's credit card that pay their bills. They don't max it out because we want to make sure we're still staying below a certain limit. So that means if I have a $500 minute um, limit that I'm only going to be doing. 30% of that, right? So I'm only going to spend 150. You do not want a person that's going to spend the 500, but guess what? Whatever negative impact is on their credit, it impacts you as well. So you want to be, you want to make sure that you are getting on someone's credit that actually pay the bill. They are mindful of how they spend that credit because that is going to be beneficial to you as well. Okay, and one other thing, I hear the term DTI a lot. I think it's debt to income. Can you explain that to some of the listeners? So the debt to income ratio is basically a term that nonprofits or even lenders use when they are actually trying to get someone approved. So they're looking at your debt, which they're looking at your credit debt and they're matching it and looking at your affordability and that will let us know that there's different ratios that are used from like FHA, VA. So with those ratios, that's how they are able to determine if you can afford the mortgage. Great. Okay. So if you would, can you take me through a quick 101 on credit, credit counseling, how to build my credit, how to stay out of trouble? Can you briefly just talk about any of those things? So basically, um, now you can't really tell a person because everybody is different, right? Everybody's scenario is different. But the basic thing is pay your credit cards, pay your bills, pay your loans on time, okay? Mm-hmm. Pay them on time. That's the biggest key is just staying on time regardless of what. But also keeping your debt down. Mixed debt, meaning loans meaning revolving accounts will always keep you having that mixture will also up your credit as well. But just keeping your your limits down, but just paying on time as well. Okay. And then let me ask you a question. What if someone has bad credit because they allowed uh, someone to, they, they allow themselves to co-sign on someone's automobile or something else, some other secured line of credit, and the person stopped paying, how would you tell them to handle that if 
through no fault of their own because they were trying to help a neighbor or a relative or a friend, now their credit is uh, challenged. What would you suggest? How would they overcome those type of obstacles? So one, I would say, let's look at the whole scenario. Is this someone that you want to prosecute? Because if you had an agreement with this person and they said, well, if you do this for me, I'm going to pay it back. And then they run out on a bill. You actually can file a civil suit against this person so that you can actually get your money and not have you pay the money. Right. Okay. Now, if it was that somebody stole your identity and you know who stole it, do you again, do you want to prosecute this person going to get a police report to show that you did file a police report so you can get this removed from your credit. So these are some of the things that you can do in order to move forward so that you don't be penalized. But if you don't do that and you're going to take the hit for someone else, going forward, I would never co-sign for anyone again because now you have learned your lesson. So now you have become conscious of when someone comes to you learning that two-letter word. No. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let me ask you a question because I am so guilty of feeling sorry for people with their sob stories, uh, their little pity parties about why they don't have and why they need. So how can you best tell our listeners how to not get, I call it, sucked into the drama and it, not to expose themselves into something that could prevention um be their downfall with their credit what what do you say they how should they handle if someone comes with a sob story and they need to borrow five hundred dollars and you really don't have five hundred dollars to loan but they'll have it as soon as they get their tax money so to speak uh -huh. so the thing is we all want to help people right but what you have to keep in front of you is your goal what is your ultimate goal are you trying to purchase a house are you trying to get you a new car whatever it is that you're trying to do your goal is important than the next person's goal, right? right. Mm -hmm. So that means if some family member or a friend is coming to you and asking you for money and you know you have a goal in place, that means if I'm purchasing a house, I have to do what? I have to save money. And if I'm now dipping in my savings to help you, and then what if you don't get it back? Now that means that's $500 you have to replace, but then that's $500 that you're going to have to question, that you're going to be questioned about. Because when you go to talk to a lender, the lender is going to say, well, I see in your bank statements you took out $500. What was this for? And the first thing you're going to say is, oh, I took it out to help out a friend. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't look good because this is your goal to purchase a home. You should not be taking anything out your savings to assist someone else. So you have to keep your goals in front of you. And I know we want to help our family and our friends, but guess what? Maybe this is your way of now helping them, right? Now you can start helping them. This is what I learned through my financial coaching. Now let me share what I've learned with you. And maybe this can help you so you don't have to come to me to ask me for $500. Great. Okay, so I had a, a my grandfather used to always say, uh, he was not a bank. He was not making loans to anybody. So if someone That's came right. to him and wanted to borrow $250, he would say, I don't have $250, but here's 50. 
This is a gift. It's not a loan. I hope this That's helps. Fine. He said only because he did not want to make enemies because once the people or person couldn't pay or wouldn't pay, then they're not speaking to each other. So he's That's always fine. said that, no, here, here's $25. I, uh, here's a gift. You don't owe me and I wish you well. So I think more of us should concentrate on being a good friend, uh, being a, a good steward, because I think God has all brought us to a certain point where we need each other. We want to work with each other. We want to help each other, but also God bless a child who has his own. So I understand what you're saying. So do you have any other pointers that uh, may uh, be wise to tell our listeners? So I would always say, you know, once a year, check your credit. The reason you want to do this once so you know what's going on, you're aware of what's going on. You want to make sure that you are a person that has just been taken for identity theft. You always want to know what's going on with your credit. Now, with your score part of it, you will have to pay for that. But it's nothing wrong with you paying for it so that you know how where my score is right now so that if you need to start working on it you can start working on it now it is never too late we have older people in their 60s their 70s that come to us wanting help it is never too late okay just keep your goals in front of you and strive for the best okay and let me ask you a question uh do how, how how do you feel about bankruptcy? Do you think that's an option if they have bad credit and they can't repair their credit? So the thing about it is, with bankruptcy, back in the days, that would have been looked upon as, oh, you filed bankruptcy, but now some people can never pay their debt off because it's so much. So filing bankruptcy is not a bad thing. There are two types of bankruptcy. You have Chapter 7, you have Chapter 13. Chapter 7 basically wipes all your debt away. A Chapter 13 is a repayment plan. So it really depends on what issue. And when you speak to a financial coach, they will be able to tell you if you will be able to either, one, be able to go through the program and pay your debt off, or are you a person that might have to actually file bankruptcy and then restart over? Great. Okay, so can you do me a favor and give us your number and your website again, please? Okay, of course. My number again is 443-797-4373. And the website again is www.endlesspossibilitiesgroup.com. Well, it's been amazing, and thank you so much for sharing. It's just, uh, so this has welcome. been an education. Uh, yeah. We've been li listening to Mrs. Karima, and she's with Endless Possibilities. Please give her a call because she can work it out for you. Uh, her number again, her email address is? 443-797-4373, and the website is Endless Possibilities Group. Thank you. And you've been listening to Dr. Bonnie Benita. I'm with Valley of the Black Dolls. You could find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember, it's not the chances that we take, but the choices that we make that determines our destiny. And good day.